Thank you, everyone, for coming on here. We appreciate your listening, and we love you, and thank God. We're going to be reading Luke 10.38 to 11.13. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our 365 daily Bible devotion. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping us in your kingdom and your glory. We pray for the families and the ears that are listening to it, that you would bless them and continue to prosper them and keep them in health and happiness, Lord. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, bless your people, Lord, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anna, would you please start off our reading? Absolutely. God bless you guys. Let's go. Luke chapter 10, verse 13 to 37. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon would be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to the disciples, Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God, who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Lightning. Look, I have given you authority and over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Amen. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Amen. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever. And for revealing them to the childlike. Ooh, I love that. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father. And no one truly knows the Father except the Son. And those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then when they were alone, he turned to the disciples and said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life Jesus replied what does the law of Moses say how do you read it the man answered you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul all your strength 
and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you'll live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who's my neighbor? (laughs) I love it. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of all his clothes, of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits, Jesus said. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Amen and amen. That was Luke 10, 13 to 37. Yes. So let's go ahead and read the the study for today. It says, In the story of the Good Samaritan, the wounded man is treated as something other than a person by everyone but the Samaritan, the despised Samaritan, as Jesus said, to the bandits. He was an object to exploit, to take advantage of. To the priest, he was a problem to avoid. To the temple assistant, he was it was he was a curiosity, probably to see what what line what leftover goodies he could probably snatch from him. He walked over there. Only the Samaritan treated him as a person to love. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Lack of love is often easy to justify through never right, though never right. Excuse me. By making people into objects, we can justify how we use or avoid them. Yet love defines a neighbor as a person of any race, creed, or social background who is in need. And love means acting to meet the person's need. Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Amen. That was a wonderful story. It got me a little compassionate. Yeah, it was a good story. All right, let's go ahead and uh, I like the part in verse 21 where it says, and I pray this for all of us, that is that same thing that happened to Jesus and it has happened to countless of us. At that same time, what same time? 
I guess it was the verse before that. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy oh, of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he like... said, Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleases you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those who, to whom the, choose, the Son chooses to reveal Him. And then when they were alone, he turned to the disciples and said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. So, amen. That's a beautiful passage. And in verse 18, it says, Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Mm -hmm. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions, crush them. Nothing will injure you. Yeah. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Mm. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. That's a good point. He doesn't want the uh, our, our imagination to go around uh, fighting devils. Right. You know, those... Uh, you know that those serpents and snakes and scorpions are all uh, demons that we can crush. So at the same time, Jesus saw that God's kingdom was taking place, why he was sent to him, and it rejoices in him for all the good news that the disciples had, you know, what he saw. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over the power of the enemy, and you can walk among them. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Father, for allowing us through Jesus Christ to see the hidden treasures and the joy of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that we may rejoice and overflow with the joy of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this privilege that we have in you, Lord. Laughter, joy, and strength. Amen. To do your work. And we rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Yes, yes, yes. We rejoice that our names are literally written in heaven. And the Lord, the Father, knows our name and he knows who we are. We are the chosen. Amen. Amen. Um, one of the th parts that I like the opening that where it started and it says, What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show the remorse. And it said, yes, Tyree and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, you will be honored in heaven. No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Wow, he just told it like it is right here. Well, it was like, whoa, what sorrow is going to come your way? Because here, 
he did a lot of signs and miracles and wonders in front of them. He, they saw healings and, and his power. But, um, but it seemed like, I guess they didn't believe, even though they saw that, right? So I think what he's trying to say here is that the wicked people in Tyre and Sidon, and I'm not sure what, you know, how wicked they were. You know, you always hear of Sodom and Gomorrah being very, very bad. Um, but it's saying that they would have, if they would have the opportunity to see Jesus in action, then they would have repented of their sins and turned away from him. And, um, and, and repented and clothed themselves in burlap, throwing their ashes on their heads to show their repentance or remorse. So it, that's very interesting because here the people saw him in the physical, right? Yet they refused to, to believe or welcome him or whatever, whatever it is that they were doing. They just didn't, you know, they saw a lot of miracles, yet they still had unbelief. Whereas Jesus is saying, hey, you know, if this wicked place of Tyre and Sidon would have saw what you saw, they would have repented and they're better off. And how wicked is, how I, I have to believe that Tyre and Sidon is a very wicked place. So here's a place that's not so wicked, but you don't believe and you see it. You saw it. They didn't get the opportunity to see. So I thought, I think that's a really good, it's a really you good. You know, and Jesus, yeah, man, that's a very good point. I mean, through all, all history, everybody anticipated the king of kings was coming. The son of man was going to be born. And he talked to the disciples who were so fortunate. Yeah. He goes, rejoice that you have been elected to be in heaven. But, you know, your eyes to see that, your ears to hear that. Yeah. To you, hear, it's um, like you're rejecting grace. Um, you know, and that's, and that, you know, uh, I think I was, well, we've heard many teachings where they say that the impardonable sin is, is not believing not believing in Jesus and and you reject grace Jesus he's grace he's the he's right in front funny of funny thing eyes. about it you're standing on grace you know when you get up and you see the TV and you have choices you're already standing in grace to have choices you know you've been given a similar form of what grace is you go from grace to grace from strength to strength to power right. to power yeah so we we got an abundance a life abundance, a life of abundant grace. Which, which, which brings me to Romans five seventeen. Those who receive the gift of righteousness, which is Jesus, it's a gift to us, right? Right. And 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 receive the abundance of grace. So you have to receive it. Okay, you're receiving grace, and guess what? You receive the abundance of it. Not just kind of know it, receive it. Always be receiving. Of grace. Yeah, always be receiving grace. Amen. Because even a sinner, if he gets three meals and a cot, he's still under grace, you know, and he's not hurting or suffering. And then, then he's able, he gets on his high horse and says, you know, there's no God or, you know, and I've been that person. Thank God that, you know, I came to my senses through. It, recovery it, process but it says when you receive the abundance of grace then you'll reign in life amen okay. 
So um, reign in life. You're going to reign in life. You keep receiving that grace. You know, and I think when he says up here, he gets later on, he says that um, he's thanking his father in heaven. Thank you for uh, hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever. So God confounds the, you know, with the small things and the, there's a scripture, it's not coming to mind at the moment completely, but it says he reveals them to the childlike. We have to be childlike under this kingdom, believing and receiving mode. And, um, you know, with joy and excitement and expectation that, what your daddy in heaven wants to give you is yours. You know, he's given you over here all authority, it says. Um, it says here, um, where is it? Um, I've given, look, look, he says, after he talks about Satan falling, he's, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and and you'll crush them and among snakes and nothing will by no means hurt you. So he's given us authority on this earth. That's awesome. That's a benefit, right? Because you can crush on the Satan and his cohorts or whatever. But to be childlike to receive, it's like you're a kid and at Christmas time, there's a gift you want and you are like hounding your parents for that gift, expecting for that gift to be there under the tree. And guess what? You open it up and there it is usually, you know? So childlike is just, I don't know. What do you think, Fernando? Are you being childlike? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Well, you're fast to believe childlike, yeah. you know, fast very to fast yeah. to believe and, and very vulnerable, you know, whatever the, your daddy is saying, you know, you just believe it, you know, you mm-hmm. just go with it. You don't question it, you know, and that's the beauty of thing of belief. Yeah. Belief so, is right now. Yeah. Now is belief. Yeah. So our faith, you know, when you think about a child, it's like they're, they're easy to believe. Like you said, they're not like doubtful, you know, it, it's, they just believe that it's going to come to pass. And, and that's, and that's, it takes, you know, our faith leaks sometimes but God has given us all a measure of faith and we can increase that faith as we see him move in our lives and you go from faith to faith from glory to glory in the kingdom so it's a great place to to be you know that you believe and um and just Amen. Become Amen. a child again. What's wrong with that? You know, you Amen. Well, enjoy right. the, be happy. the gifts of the Father, you know, that He has for you. You know, He wants to give you good things, you know, and um I don't Amen. Know. Just... You know, the disciples on the recovery Bible it says the disciples were given the ambitious task and privilege of sharing the message of the Messiah mm-hmm. throughout the land. Their ministry will not always be well received. One who follows Jesus towards recovery will encounter similar setbacks, such as rejection and ridicule. As we share our stories of deliverance with others, we may find we are not always welcome in our old stomping grounds. When we experience rejection, we should be prepared to make a timely exit. Go in peace and find a more receptive audience. 
And getting back to the story of the Good Samaritan, the Recovery Bible teaches that the true love for God expressed itself in caring for others' needs. In Jesus' day, the Jews and Samaritans hated each other. So when the despised Samaritan proved to be the good neighbor to the wounded Jew, mm. Jesus was showing that concern for others, not only a Jew but a Levite, for others has no boundaries. When God had brought us healing and recovery, we become an effective instrument in reaching others with similar needs. What was that, that scripture on that Isaiah 51, 11? I'll read it in a minute. Sharing the good news of our deliverance is the responsibility we receive from God. As we share, we will experience great joy as others gain hope for recovery. Our own faith and recovery are also strengthened as we remember what God has done on our behalf. Amen and amen. And basically, he brought me out of a slimy pit and set me up with his family, with princes and princesses, to uh, enjoy laughter, joy, and camaraderie. Amen. Amen. Let me take a look at Isaiah 51, 1, which is talks about where I came from. Or to remember and actually amplifying the well, who's who's in better position than to to talk about the the power of God and the power of deliverance than we are in front of our friends. In chapter fifty one, says, "Listen to me, all you who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut and the the quarry from which you were mined." Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nations. Abraham was only one man when I call him, but when I bless him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Amen. So, we can take this literally for ourselves that, you know, the Lord took us from an Egypt, from a world of sin, mm-hmm. of, of drugs and alcohol, of pornography, gambling and everything. And he settled our hearts. He settled the love issue in our hearts that we are home. Now, now we consider from where we were cut and we tell it the quarry from which we were mined. And me, it was a 12-step meeting. <laughs> And but the blessing, Lord blessed me. He blessed it. He, we, he, uh, I have blessed me by duplicating me. You know, there's about two to three hundred people that come out, maybe on a weekly basis to some of the meetings I started. Mm-hmm. You know that the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit, actually started. He was the one with the common sense, and says, you know, there needs to be a meeting at this time in this place. Right. All, all the all the ingredients are available. You know the timing, the rooms, and it, and joy and gladness will be found there, and songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. And that's exactly what's happening. Lots of laughter and caramity and joy and deliverance from the devil's grasp. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Yay! Let's go ahead and. Um, do the Psalms, babe. Okay. I'll do them. All right. 
Psalm 75 says, Rejoice in God who brings justice to the world. Amen. Lord, we rejoice in you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you by faith that you hear our prayers, Lord. And we thank you and we rejoice that you hear us when we call for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, We thank you, O God. We give you thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. God says, at that time I have planned, I will bring justice again against the wicked. When the earth quakes and its people live in turmoil, I am the one who keeps his foundations firm. I warned the proud, stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fists. Don't raise your fists in defiance at the heavens or speak with such arrogance. For no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness should raise a defiant feast fist. It is God alone who judges. He decides who will rise and who will fall. For the Lord holds a cup in his hand that is full of foaming wine and mixed with spices. He pours out the wine in judgment and all the wicked must drink it, drained it to the dregs. But as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. For God says, I will break the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Amen and amen. And that's what's happening with us. Our strength is being raised to do the work of the Lord. Proverbs 12, 12 to 14. Thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well rooted and bear their own fruit. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escapes such trouble. Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Amen. Amen and amen. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for coming in for today's study. We really enjoyed it today. Amen. And and Anna, would you please pray us out with one of your uh, caring prayers, you know, of abundance of grace. Uh, That's a beautiful... That was word. Yes, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Daddy. We thank you um, that you're a good, good father. And we just want to um, praise you as we head into Resurrection Day tomorrow, Lord. We're just um, remembering all of the work Jesus did for us at the cross, all the stripes he took upon his back so that we would be healed. And, and for him to provide us with um, an inheritance. Um, of peace and joy and love and we thank you father fill us with your compassion lord your love for others lord our neighbors lord the ones that that are hurting out there in the world lord god open up the doors of opportunity lord for us to uh to tell them the good news the good news of, of about jesus lord Father, may we be at the right place at the right time speaking your words to encourage one another, God. Let us be encouragers on this earth, Lord. Those who unite and and bring others together in love, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that um, we just praise you and we thank you. We love you. We thank you for all that you do. Everything comes from you. the The scripture says every good thing comes from above comes from you daddy so we just thank you for all that you do the benefits that you give us every day lord and there's so many so many and they just keep on coming and we just want to father just we believe we receive 
like a child, Lord, in your kingdom. And we, we, we desire, Lord, to, to walk in and do greater works just like Jesus did, Lord. And just we're asking that you would expand our territory and give us new opportunities to serve others, Lord. And spread the good, good news about Jesus. By his stripes, we are forgiven and we are healed in Jesus' name. Bless the people, Lord. Father, give them, um, let this words of your word that went forth be fruitful for them. And that they would meditate on your word day and night. So that they would find their their way prosperous on this earth, Lord. And let your kingdom come and let your will be done on the people, Lord. For every situation, send forth solutions, Lord. Where there's despair, bring hope, Lord. Where there is uh, doubt, bring your faith in, Lord. Where there is sickness, let's bring healing in, Lord God. And where there is strife, bring peace, Father God. So we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray these things, Lord, for your kingdom glory, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for coming in here. We love you. God bless you.